The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle in the end of every month where we talk about what's going on currently in markets and how that's affecting uh, our, especially our clients' money and our allocations. But you don't have to be a client to be added to the e-newsletter list. We just send those out via email. So go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list. Uh, so the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, came out with some really interesting data last week. Maybe it's only interesting to Josh and I, but uh, it's our show, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, in 2008, the size of the European Union, so when you think about the whole EU, uh, that included Great Britain at the time, uh, was essentially the same or very close to the same size. The total GDP output of the Euro European Union was essentially the same size as the United States. About $14 trillion and uh, change. Fast forward to today, uh, and over the last uh, 15 years, the Eurozone economy uh, only grew by 6% in 15 years, measured in dollar terms. The U.S. Uh, economy in GDP terms has grown by 82 percent uh, over that time. So it's it's it, I mean it's it's crazy. And you look at the average um, EU country is poorer per head uh, than every U.S. state except for Idaho and Mississippi. Idaho and Mississippi um, their per capita uh, net worth is the lowest in the country. Idaho and Mississippi. And so uh, 48 other states in the U.S. Uh, have a higher uh, average per capita than the, every country in the European Union. And so it's really interesting to see. I was just in Europe, uh, in Southern Europe, where they're really lazy. Sorry, Josh, I know you're Italian, but, um, you know, and, the, and what's funny is they get really defensive when you imply that they might be lazy. I saw that it's so, you know, it's 100 degrees of the Acropolis and none of the workers showed up this week because they just think it's too hot. So, uh, so he, he, my point in that, uh, you know, I came back from Europe and I was really thinking about, wow, um, they're, they, they can't, I mean, it's great to visit and the food and the culture, all that stuff is awesome, but they can't get out of their own way as it relates to being efficient about anything. They don't even know how to form a line. And so they do, uh, they do in England, you know, from an invest, well, there, that's why there's Brexit, right? <laughs> but from a, from a, an investment standpoint, I, you know, I have such a hard time. I mean, European style, international developed markets are really, really cheap relative to the U S but that might be for good reason. And so I, I, I you know, I, I know that you have to have exposure there. I just, um, it really makes me question, especially when you go visit, really makes you, my question, uh, you know, that exposure and how much that exposure should be in an investment portfolio. Um, because, you know, the, there was some tailwinds for the European Union. They just didn't put up the sales, right? Like the U.S. put up the sales and we kept going and the European Union only grew by 6% in 15 years. And, uh, you know, there's if you look at Northern Europe, I mean, that's the problem. When you look at those Northern European countries, they want to keep going and charging. But, uh, you know, the other ones want to take naps and drink coffee and tea <laughs> and, and not wine in the afternoon. And I do, too, but I don't do it, right, because I want to keep growing my business. The, so the, just really interesting over the last 15 years, the difference. Yeah, the current data, Eurozone economy is about 15 trillion. U.S. economy is 20, almost 27 trillion. And the base effects, I mean, think about 2 or 3% economic growth on the differential in those numbers. It's Yeah, they're never catching up. They're left for dead. They're never catching up. I mean, up. And, you know, so much of it's attributable to the regulatory framework, too. But uh, <laughs> to me, I mean, the Euro, like if I, was a, if I was a German, I would say – the EU has been um, uh, they've a, made an experiment that they sh that was uh, not good. Well, it was good for Germany, but not so great for not so great for the Southern Europeans. But you know, you think about the German policy choices, and they're sh they're shooting their own competitive advantage in the foot. There's no one to blame but themselves. Yeah, and they have the, they have similar like pop, pop, populism politics that is happening over there. They're, they have the same similar issues. They're just uh, really pretty lazy. So all right, so let's talk about. 
uh, bonus annuities. And so if you listen to our show, you know Josh and I are not fans of annuities in general. Uh, there are very rare uh, cases where, where we think an annuity might make some sense. And when I say rare, like 1% of the time, and generally it might be some sort of uh, immediate annuity that will provide somebody income for the rest of their life and doesn't pay a big commission and the fees aren't high. Uh, but, you know, we don't like indexed annuities. We don't like variable annuities. Uh, um, so there are a lot of annuities that get sold like crazy. Nobody ever comes to our office and says, I want to buy an annuity. They're always sold. And so right now, um, there's a, a whole uh, there's a product out there called bonus annuities, and there's two kind of ways that these bonuses work. Uh, one is that the insurance company says if you put in a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> if you put in a hundred thousand dollars, we'll give you a five percent bonus on that money. So they'll give you five thousand um, dollars to move the money. And the reason they do that is you might already own an annuity contract somewhere else, um, and there's something called a surrender penalty for you to move that from that insurance company to a new new insurance company. And so the the, the insurance company that's receiving the new money says, well, we'll pay for that. We'll give you a 5% bonus that will offset that uh, surrender penalty that you're paying at the other insurance company. Well, of course, they're not going to give you that 5% for free, right? It comes with longer surrender penalties for the annuity you're buying and higher fees so the insurance company uh, can make that money back. And so brokers and salespeople around the country are selling these bonus annuities. They say, they look at, you know, they say, okay, well, you have this annuity, um, and I'm not going to get paid a penny on it. So in order for me to get paid on this annuity that you have at this other advisor, I have to move it to another annuity so I can get paid. Oh, this company I found has this bonus they'll pay you so that will offset your surrender. It's a de- So you're going from one crap product to a more crappy product just so this advisor can get paid. It's, it's just so mind-boggling how unscrupulous our, pe- my, our peers are in this industry. The other kind of bonus is on a fixed annuity. So... A fixed annuity is uh, not doesn't have any stock market exposure. It's just paying a fixed rate of interest, um, and it has that you know tax deferred status. Uh, but the bonus on a fixed annuity works in the in that they will pay you an upfront fixed rate that is much higher than the market rate. So for the first year, they'll say there's an annuities out there, fixed annuities out there right now that are paying 6.5%, which is way above market rate, of course. Uh, but they only guarantee that 6.5% for year one. And then the rest of the years, their guarantee is 1.3 or whatever the market is. So they say, okay, we're going to guarantee you a 6.5%. The broker says, look, you can get 6.5% in this fixed annuity. And the client says, whoa, that's way higher than I can get at my bank. There's no market risk. That sounds great. But then you're, the, you know, you're assuming that rates stay higher or, or, or go up from here in order for that 6.5% to persist because the new floor goes down to one5 or 1.3%. Now, whatever the market's rate is in year two, three, four will be what you get. But the problem is, is they're putting you in this product uh, with a teaser rate that probably most likely isn't going to uh, stay where it's at. So, um, and of course, you know, the, 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 anytime... Uh, there's some bonus or teaser, you know the product isn't going to be good as whatever the market is providing out there. And so uh, it it really drives me crazy because annuity sales last year um, hit records. uh, And they hit records not because people, everybody around the country, retail investors went to their financial advisors and said, sell me an annuity. I desperately want to buy this product that has 3% fees and pays you a giant commission and is really bad for me. That didn't happen one time, I promise. Uh, they get sold. They say, okay, you don't like market volatility. Boy, do I have a solution for you. I'm going to sell you this thing worth all these guarantees. Uh, and so annuity sales hit records last year. And then bonus annuities are, are more in vogue than ever. And you know, in our free retirement reviews, I've seen um, some people get sold some of these bonus annuities to get out of these other ones. So just buyer beware. I mean, if you really truly understand an annuity, the the annuity you're buying, I guess go for it. But just understand that, um, you know, historically they've just all been disasters. These that issue them and the brokers that sell them. Um, And uh, Josh and I say that there's a direct correlation to how much it pays the advisor to how bad it is for you. So uh, buyer beware bonus annuities are terrible. So stay, stay away from them. All right, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable dollars, 
Uh, call us, schedule one of those, 800-743-0988, or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we'll tackle some emails. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, Temper a chur with 0% financing only at Cascade Mattress and Furniture. You heard that right. On approved credit, get 0% financing on all Tempur-Pedic sleep systems. Combine 0% financing and save even more cold, hard cash with up to $500 off the Temper Breeze collection. The Breeze system delivers unmatched cooling comfort and pressure-relieving support. And my favorite part? The sleep system automatically adjusts to help eliminate your partner's snoring. Visit CascadeMattress.com or better yet, Visit the Tempur-Pedic experts at Cascade Mattress to experience the cool sleep breeze for yourself. Located in the Bend Factory stores next to Nike and Columbia or the new downtown Redmond showroom. Everyday value warehouse prices, Cascade Mattress. Redmond, Oregon. Summer's on and so are Saturday markets at General Duffy's Waterhole. Stroll through local vendor and artisan booths. Handmade, crafted, and cured from healthcare products and jewelers to one-of-a-kind hat and furniture makers. Taste sweet treats, sample spirits, and brunch it up at the Annex while you sip on a General Duffy's Magical Mimosa or our new signature Bloody Mary. Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Appreciation to our family of partners and friends at Flash Dog Training. General Duffy's. Central Oregon's Gathering Place. Summer Kickin' Concert Series is in full swing at General Duffy's thanks to Subaru of Bend with national headlining artist Lone Star. July 28th, performing on the Madras Marine Stage. Get a wiggle on and support locally owned music venues. Appreciation to our family of partners and friends at Pepsi, Diamond Refrigeration, TDS, and Waypoint Hotel. Tickets on sale now at GeneralDuffy's.com. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful weekend here in the Pacific Northwest. Knock on wood, I know we have some fires that have started, but uh, so far, at least close to Bend, uh, has has been okay, and I'm hoping we... uh, Maybe don't have too bad a fire season this year, but uh, I guess we're still quite a ways away from uh, the worst of or, or the, when it potentially could be the worst. Um, so here's here's a funny thing: um, markets uh, behave more abnormally than they ever have 
because I think we've seen more intervention in markets than we've ever seen, right? So if you think back of uh, to the global – well, prior to the global financial crisis, the amount of intervention we saw from central banks, and then we had the global financial crisis. And not only was it the central bank, but it was the treasury that got involved, and we had all these things like TARP and you know all these different things that they did. Um, and that intervention persisted uh, up until recently. And now, uh, you know, after COVID, we had a ton more intervention, but we've seen now sort of the central bank and the treasury start to start to step away. Uh, and that's why we're probably seeing the distortions we're seeing uh, that historically we hadn't seen. Um, and, and so price action in anything doesn't make sense a lot of times. Um, based on history, you know, like certain thing, you know, the Fed would raise interest rates and the dollar would strengthen. That's not happening right now, um, and it's a mystery. And so one of the, one of the things I, I'm bringing this up is because, you know, what you think should happen doesn't always happen, and that's why you have to sort of stay invested in markets. And, and some good examples are, are right here. Since the banking turmoil started in early March, they so think about the, the banks on the West Coast that failed. The second, third, and fourth largest banks in the U.S. failed, or biggest uh, failures ever. Uh, the stock market's up 12% since that happened. Interest rates are actually lower, and the dollar is weaker, and that's not what you would have expected. And so uh, I'm looking at the different asset classes. Uh, so uh, from March 8th, when the banking crisis started, to July 12th, uh, the S&P's up 12%. You wouldn't have think, thought that was happening when the we saw the second, third, and fourth largest bank failures ever. Interest rates are down. The two years down about 35 basis points. The 10-year is down uh, about 40 basis points in yield. Uh, bond, corporate bond yields are down. Uh, the residential fixed-rate mortgage rate is up, uh, and so and the dollar is down about two percent. And so, you know, it's so hard to predict short-term movement in the markets, and it's really way harder to even time those with your money. And so, remember, it's time in the market rather than trying to time the market which will ultimately lead to your success in markets. When Josh and I look at our client base and we look at our most successful clients from a performance standpoint, the one thing that they all have in common is they never panic. And a lot of them, in fact, when we see market sell-offs, want to increase their stock exposure or add money to their account so we can buy stocks. And so, uh, you know, time in the market is the key to success. All right, let's talk with some emails. Uh, we got an email from Dan O here in Ben. Dan says, Hi, guys. My daughter just inherited a large sum of money from her grandparents. She's 22 and wants to invest that money. Right now it's sitting in a savings account at the bank. My question is, with markets having gone straight up so far in 2023, should she invest it all immediately or invest some of it over time? Uh, she's 22. Tomorrow is the next best day to invest after today. So what I would tell her is you know, she's going to live to see Dow, 250,000, S&P, 20,000, S&P 500, 20,000. She shouldn't dollar cost average. She just needs to invest that money tomorrow and not really worry about the next two, three, four, or even 10 quarters. Because Well, but explain, so explain the rationale. I mean, I, I, you're 100% right from, my, uh, from an empirical standpoint, data standpoint, uh, but, but explain why that's true and then maybe why she might want to consider one other alternative. The reason it's true is simply because of the reinvestment of dividends accounting for you know upwards of 40% of the S&P 500's long run total return. So uh, the sooner it gets invested, the sooner it can start compounding. And of course, psychologically, it may feel... Well, but also, but real quick, on top of that, uh, whether she's 22 or 52, stock market's up in 80% of years. So that also is a data point that makes it pretty logical to think you should be investing it fair fair point i mean i mean i, I know that uh you know when stocks do quite well uh, there's always this reticence to invest but remember momentum is a very powerful uh feature of markets and that markets tend to go up when they're going up uh but you know again it psychologically it may feel better uh to think that you're going to buy at the lows, but uh, you know we we know in practice that's hard to do. Uh, if you know she has this huge reticence to want to deploy the money in a lump sum, conceivably as long as it's done over uh, a predetermined and automated schedule, automation being uh, the really key component there. Um, that may be a way for her to feel better about doing it, but uh, the data would lead you to the conclusion that it actually won't uh, result in a higher return over the long run. But in her case, at 22, uh, today is the is the best day, and tomorrow is the next best day. Yeah, because Josh funds. is right. At 22, if she invests it all, 
she's not going to remember where the market was uh, to, to when she invests that when she's 42 years old. She'll just know that. She her, won't remember where it is when she's 26. Her, she'll just know that the market or her account is materially higher. Uh, she, she and she won't remember maybe the the fright that she saw uh, if the market were to roll over. So uh, time in the market again is the most important factor uh, for most people in terms of their investment performance. Okay, we got a, an email from a Thomas R. Uh, it doesn't say where Thomas is. Uh, my wife and I are getting ready to retire in 2024. Uh, we know how much we're going to get from Social Security. How do we know how much we can take each month from our retirement accounts? Also, how much of our retirement money should be in bonds? Uh, so, Tom, that's a good question. Uh, so the, this, is the, this is the challenging thing. There, there's no exact number that anybody can say. This is the number, and if you do this number, it, it, it's not going to fail. Uh, but we you know we use the number 4 a little over 4 point, like 4.4% 4 .4%, and we get that number uh not because we did the work we stole somebody's work and and there's a guy um named Bill Bang and William Bang who uh taught at MIT and then he became a financial advisor and he wanted to figure out what the safe withdrawal rate for his clients was going to be for their portfolios and so he did something called regression analysis on the market uh going back uh to 1900 and said okay in all of these scenarios, if I build a portfolio that's 60% stocks, 40% bonds, um, and I go through the regression of having that portfolio going back to 1900, uh, what's going to be the success rate uh, of certain withdrawal rates? And he came up with the conclusion that a 4.4% withdrawal rate starting at 65 and then adjusting the withdrawal rate for, for inflation every year up, um, statistically, that person's going to be able not run out of money for 35 or 40 years. And so that's the number that we use. Now, it's not an exact science because that's based on history and we don't know what's going to happen in the future, um, but that's the number that we we feel comfortable telling our clients is is 4.4. Uh, anything under 4%, your your you know your odds are going to go up substantially in success. Um, and then relative to how much you should have in bonds, we tell you that um, you need to have uh, probably between three and five years worth of your income in bonds, and we and and true bonds that are risk reducers, meaning if the stock market is selling off. The bonds in your portfolio that you own should be up in value or flat so that you have a place to go uh, to get your monthly income met uh, and you don't have to sell stocks. So that's how we think about it is that you want to have three to five years worth of your income in bonds so that if the stock market goes down sharply, you're not forced to sell stocks to create your income. You can let the stock part of your portfolio recover uh, while the bonds are providing you that income. So Thomas, great questions. Hopefully that helps, uh, helps with your question. All right. If you have a question for us or a comment like Thomas did, you can uh, call us 877-670-7117 or you can always email us as Thomas did by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you should be doing with your old retirement plans that were our 401ks, 403bs, those kind of things. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Take advantage of 60th anniversary specials now at Coastal Farm and Ranch. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Right now at Coastal, get 25% off all men's key brand workwear. New low wet and dry pet food is 25% off, and Coastal Premium Pellet Fuel is preseason priced at $30 off per ton. Plus, take a break from summer chores and save big, including coastal seasonal closeouts on name brand mowers, patio furniture, plants, outdoor decor, and more. 
plus everything you need to make the yard work easier and time outdoors more enjoyable while supplies last. Sign up to win a 2023 Honda Rancher ATV during the Coastal 60th Anniversary Celebration. Stop by or sign up to win at CoastalCountry.com. Coastal Farm and Ranch, with just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. Anyone can choose to make a difference. You can help people succeed, rebuild after disasters, protect the environment, or feed the hungry. Not only will you make a difference for others, but for yourself. You can earn money for college, learn career skills, and make friendships that last a lifetime. Make a difference. Choose your future. Choose AmeriCorps. For most kids, summer is the best. But for others, summer is tough because they're hungry. In Deschutes County, thousands of kids qualified for the free and reduced school lunch program. For many, it's their only meal of the day. But when school's out, getting kids their lunch becomes a challenge. No child in our community should go hungry, ever. But you can help, and it's inexpensive. Join the Ben Food Project. When you go to the grocery store, place one extra non-perishable food item in your cart. Just one healthy, nutritious things like pasta, tuna, cereal, or peanut butter. When you put the groceries away, put that one item in the green Ben Food Project bag we'll provide you. Every two months, we'll come pick it up. The process is easy, painless, and inexpensive, yet enormously rewarding. Can you help with the can a week? Get your green bag at BenFoodProject.com. BenFoodProject.com. Oh dear! Yes, echoey voice in my head. Didn't Stan do a fabo job going to Basalite? He didn't fight it, he Basalite it. Oh, Stan's the man! Basalite is the place with a great selection of stone and concrete products, plus an experienced staff to help you design your outdoor project. Need installation help? Basalite has a great list of local contractors. Basalite, high quality products and exceptional service in Redmond since 1980. And at the right price. Be like Stan, don't fight it, Basalite! For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the Financial Focus Radio. We appreciate spending some of your weekend with us. Uh, so it's interesting, you know, the, the big concern in the financial services industry was, was so much money going to indexing that uh, there wasn't going to be any uh, – you know, shareholders weren't going to vote because the big Goliaths like Vanguard and BlackRock uh, that have so much index money, um, weren't, they don't really care. They're passive money managers, so they're not going to uh, vote their shares uh, in these proxy votes at different companies. And, you know, as Carl Icahn has, has always famously you know, said that, like, shareholders uh, taking an active role and voting their shares is an important thing and holding these board of directors and C-suite people um, to the fire and 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 he's right i mean it's, it's definitely not happening and so blackrock is uh one of the biggest index or is the biggest index provider in the world um they're going to allow uh their retail investors proxy voting for the first time ever um the problem is that most <laughs> most people aren't going to do it you know josh and i 
and our client base have some uh, BlackRock ETFs. We have some Vanguard ETFs. So we can – our clients can actually give their voting shares uh, – allow us to vote their shares for them. So maybe if uh, that happens, it, you know, it can have some effect. But that is one of the, the – I would say drawbacks of this amount of money that is going into indexing uh, because there's not much voting going on to hold these people to account. And, you know, if you think about a firm like American Funds or Oakmark, uh, they are voting their shares because they do care. And and, um, and so I always have said, you know, well, you can just sell your shares if you don't like what's going on at the retail level. But if you're an index provider, you can't do that. You have to own what's in the index. So I just – Josh sent this to me. I thought that was kind of interesting that BlackRock's going to allow that. They're going, I mean it's coming to every ETF you know I think over the next five years. It's- yeah, I don't see how it's not. I just don't know if it will change much of what happens. So, And then also I wanted to bring this up because we, we look at portfolios, Josh and I, all the time, and we see uh, – uh, especially for retired people, we see this one stock in a lot of people's portfolio, and that's AT&T. Um, and we'd say to them, like, what in the heck do you own AT&T for? And they're like, oh, a dividend yield, and it's a great company. And you're like, well, is it? It's the most indebted company in the history of mankind, and it's not even close. None other, no company is even close. Um, the stock uh, is at a 30-year low. So you heard me right. Price low. Price, price low. 30-year price low. So, you know, yes, the dividend yield here at its price is over 8%, but, like, you have just been burning money by owning AT&T. I don't care about the dividend year when the stock uh, goes down uh, for over a 30-year period. And so, you know, this is one of those things where people own it and you say to them, like, well, do you know that that $100,000 position you have in AT&T, if it had just been in S&P for half the amount of time that you own this, you'd have four or five times the amount of money. So who cares about that stupid dividend? Like everybody gets so focused on the wrong thing when they invest money. And the amount of people that own AT&T stock and have just incinerated that money for 30 years, it boggles my mind like this is another example of so many people owning individual stocks for the absolute wrong reason it's like yeah it has a attractive dividend yield but it's a disaster of a business how many times have we got hate mail about at&t over the last five years well and it but it's 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 totally irrational and i'm telling you the real data the stock has not is, is at a 30 year low 30 years it's just it's the same with general electric general electric is in the same place it was in 1997. Like, that is a disaster of an asset to own. Like, you would have done better in cash than a lot of these these companies. And so you need to focus on the right things when you're allocating your dollars. And anybody tells you that tells you, oh, you should own this stock because of its dividend, that's the wrong answer every single time. And so many of our peers, you know, we look at our we look at portfolios that our peers build, and it's like, oh, I can buy these dividends or these non-traded REITs. These guys don't know what they're doing. They're dumbasses. And <laughs> and, and so you cannot buy invest. I mean, you know, so you're not going to own Berkshire Hathaway since 1964 because it doesn't pay a dividend. Oh, that was a good move. Okay, that's, I'll get off my soapbox. Okay, so. Uh, one of the things that happens like crazy, and I have some stats here, um, uh, 5 million Americans left behind a shocking $300 billion in forgotten retirement accounts in the last two years. So wh- there's an, so actually an epidemic of people leaving employment, right? We saw, we saw the great resignation and leaving their 401k or their 403b at their old employer. And so you know, we talk about this every once in a while because it's, we can't believe that this continues to happen. But I will tell you, the one thing that the first thing that I did when I was in corporate America, when I was to leave a company, um, as I'd fill out the paperwork to roll over my 401k into my IRA at my custodian at the time was Schwab. Uh, and the reason for that is in my 401ks, I had 20 or 25 options, maybe one or two of them that were appropriate for me. But when I moved it to my IRA, I had unlimited places to invest that money. I could invest it in anything. And so we need to tell you, uh, in the interest of, of being transparent and full disclosure, and the SEC wants us to do this, that the, all the options you have when you leave your employer, yes, you can leave that money in your old 401k. Usually if it's under $5,000, they're just going to cut you a check. Uh, but if it's over $5,000, you can absolutely leave it where it's at. You can do what I say, which is, I said, which is to roll it into an IRA. You can move it 
to your new employer, if they have a 401k, you can roll it into your new employer's plan, or I guess you can cash it out, which is the worst option unless you're forced to do so, because if you're under 59 and a half, you have to pay a penalty plus ordinary income taxes. And so that's obviously a bad move. Um, but you know, too many people, it's obviously 300 billion, 5 million Americans left money uh, in the last two years in their old old uh, plans. And so there are good plans that exist, exist out there. You know, once in a while, Josh and I will, will look at our 401k plan or 43B plan and we'll say, wow, this, we can build a good asset allocation in this, in this plan. But if you're one of these people that is getting close to retirement, maybe you're 55 plus and you need to start moving some of your money to bond allocations, most 401k plans do not have very good bond allocations. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I do know what it is. They're not very pro- bond funds aren't very profitable, but they just are interest rate agnostic, meaning they have usually a total return bond fund, like some intermediate and long term bond funds, but they don't have like a U.S. Tr- short term treasury bond fund. They just they might have a fixed account or a money market as their alternative, but they just don't have very good bond options. And if you look at a lot of 401k plans, how they did in 2022. For example, uh, for somebody that said, I'm going to be really conservative, I'm going to put 80% of my money in the bond option in my plan, you got obliterated last year, even though you were trying to be safe because interest rates went up so much. And so that's why I've never been a proponent of people leaving the money in their old 401k. It's one, the, you can forget it there. That's one thing that it's happens. It's the default safe option, and people, you know, they don't want to go and try safe to. Safe or lazy? Well, in the sense that it's lazy and that they don't want to go try to replicate the allocation elsewhere. And that's but that's, that's making the, the that's making the assumption that the allocation is a good one. Yeah, and, totally. And I'm making the argument that when I look at a lot of 401k plans, they don't have a great option. Their lineup isn't very good. Uh, the, you know, the, the 401k for most companies is like we need to have this, but I don't want to dedicate a lot of resources to it. And so, like, it's, it's something we need to have, but we're not. We're I don't really care about it that much. And so, they don't take much time to build a, a fund I mean, lineup the, that's good. The burden of just rolling it to an IRA versus leaving it there. <laughs> Just, you could just replicate the funds elsewhere. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, of course, but uh, oftentimes also you'll see like people don't want to pay the financial advisor or whatever it is because they're, you know, they're too lazy to do it themselves, so they don't want to consolidate it into their stuff that's already being managed. But elsewhere. even if you don't want your advisor to do it, you can just call up one of these Send custodians. You can just call yeah. up Schwab or you can call up Fidelity or you that's can call up hur- Vanguard. That's the hurdle, though, is that just, there's just this idea that it's going to be difficult to replicate what's already been done in there. It's And here's the answer to that. It's just not. I mean, it, in today's, it used to be like relatively arduous to do it, but in today's world, it is really easy to roll 401k or 403b assets into an IRA that you can either manage yourself and you'll have way better options and probably lower costs, or you can have a financial advisor help you do it. But too many people are leaving those leaving those plans behind, that money behind, and then they don't generally look at it and change the allocation, and it just sort of becomes this asset that is dead when it could be working for you and being more productive in in terms of pulling its weight uh, for retirement. So, you know, of course you can leave it where it's at, you move it into your new plan, but, um, you know, we think one of the better options is to roll it into an IRA where you have more control and more optionality about where you invest it, and in a lot of cases, lower fees. So, uh, and I know a lot of you, obviously, 5 million Americans, somebody out there listening is in that situation right now. All right. If you want to take us up on a free retirement view, um, we'll give you an hour of time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 in investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled 800-743-0988. When we come back, we'll tackle some of your emails. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 7,800 feet, harnessed and clipped into a three-quarter inch steel cable, pumped for a thrill ride down Mount Bachelor. You're probably not thinking about the tons of specialized concrete brought halfway up a volcano to make this experience possible. 
Hooker Creek's commitment to providing only the highest quality construction materials means wherever you go in Central Oregon, there's a good chance Hooker Creek was already there, delivering better materials to build better projects. Hooker Creek, at the foundation of local. For most kids, summer is the best. But for others, summer is tough because they're hungry. In Deschutes County, thousands of kids qualified for the free and reduced school lunch program. For many, it's their only meal of the day. But when school's out, getting kids their lunch becomes a challenge. No child in our community should go hungry, ever. But you can help, and it's inexpensive. Join the Ben Food Project. When you go to the grocery store, place one extra non-perishable food item in your cart. Just one. Healthy, nutritious things like pasta, tuna, cereal, or peanut butter. When you put the groceries away, put that one item in the green Ben Food Project bag we'll provide you. Every two months, we'll come pick it up. The process is easy, painless, and inexpensive, yet enormously rewarding. Can you help with the can a week? Get your green bag at benfoodproject.com. Benfoodproject.com. Cracked concrete patios are unsightly and they're unsafe. Let Terra Firma Foundation Systems restore your sinking or separating concrete patios, steps, and slabs. Click GoTerraFirma.com and schedule a free evaluation. That's GoTerraFirma.com. KBND, Deschutes, Crook, and Jefferson News every morning. Only on FM News 100 and 1110 KBND. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45 non-smoker can get a million dollars of coverage for $75 per month. Level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50 non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for a new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 800-786-9161. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-786-9161. Remember, 1-800-786-9161. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800 743 0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. So uh, Josh shared this with me. And, uh, Morningstar uh, did a study in, July, in the middle of July, or they published it in the middle of July, and uh, they surveyed 184 investors who had fired their financial advisor, and uh, they asked them the reasons, and this, there were six common reasons why clients fired their financial advisors. And Josh and I just found this interesting. So uh, number one reason was quality of financial advice or and or services. 32% of the respondents said that. And so Josh and I, first of all, are confused a little bit about what that meant. Like it, So they were getting financial advice that they didn't agree with or that was bad, meaning they somebody wanted them to do so, – like their advisor said, you should be – I don't know, buying uh, an immediate annuity or long-term care or something that they thought ended up being bad advice. I guess that's the reason. Is you that should spend less money. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a wide category. So that, that to us was like, okay, well, that doesn't really sum up. Uh, the next one was quality of a relationship with an advisor. Like that makes no sense to me. I, I mean, I, I guess people want to be friends with their accountant and their attorney and their CPA. Like, uh, um, and I hate to break it to you, but that's generally that maybe might feel like a friendship, but it probably really isn't. Uh, number three was cost of service. Uh, that makes sense, I guess. Uh, number four was unhappy with the returns. To me, that seems like it would be higher on the list. But uh, yeah. But but I guess a bull. If you were to ask this after a bear market, it might change. But you know, a bull market um, can make 
you know, you can put lipstick on the pig, so to speak. And, and so it was just interesting for us to see why people were firing their financial advisors. There weren't the reasons that we would think of, but uh, I guess we don't think of the same things. So uh, we got an email from David W., Josh's buddy up there in the Portland area. Uh, let's see. There's two pages to this, I guess. So David says, in light of cash now earning something in money markets and U.S. T-bills and considering an individual's properly diversified and appropriate asset allocation, what would be your opinion of exchanging bond ETFs to cash and using that cash as the risk reducer to the volatility of stock ETFs? So I think – and then Josh asks for an explanation. Um, yeah, he says exchanging all bond ETFs but not just to money markets – I don't know what he's talking about. So I think what he means, I'm going to try to f figure out what he's talking about. Instead of owning an exchange-traded fund that owns bonds, going out and selling the exchange-traded fund and buying a bond, individual bond itself, and buying a money market as a replacement because the yields are similar. Uh, so, yes, of course, uh, David, you know, any ETF uh, has to reflect the price of the underlying investments within it. So... There is no such thing as an as a ETF that owns bonds that doesn't have some interest rate sensitivity. There's no such thing. Every ETF that owns individual bonds is going to have some interest rate sensitivity, no matter how short the duration. And so if you would like to eliminate that, you can do that by going out and buying individual bonds. So if you own a very short-term treasury ETF uh, and you don't like the price volatility, you can say, okay, well, I'm going to go buy the same bonds that that ETF is buying, and I'll still have the price volatility of the bond, but as long as I hold it to maturity, I know exactly what my contractual yield is going to be because I'm buying the bond based on, on that. So yes, you can absolutely do that. Uh, it requires a little bit more work, but we would suggest that you do it because uh, uh, you know exactly where you're going to get. Now, the money, David, that you might actually need and you can't, you can't maybe potentially wait till the bond matures, yes, that needs to go into a money market because you know, the money market theoretically isn't going to break the buck or change the price. And so a dollar today is going to be a dollar tomorrow in a money market. But, you know, in a bond, if you won't buy even buy an individual bond and you don't hold it to maturity, there's a chance that if interest rates have gone up, that the price of that bond has declined and you would have to sell it for a loss, uh, especially right now if you're buying bonds with, let's say, a 5% annualized yield uh, that but have a zero coupon. Uh, there's a good chance that you're going to, if you have to sell it early, are going to have no return. So hopefully, David, that's what you're getting at um, in your question. Okay, we got it. Do you think I got that one? Uh, Close yeah. To right? All yeah. right. I know that he's going to email you next week to let you know. So He will. Jo Josh Groupie, one of many. Uh, we got an email from Jack T. in Bend. Uh, after listening to your show for a few weeks in a row and then doing some of my own research, I'm convinced that investing in an index is the way to go. When I asked my financial advisor about index investing and why I don't, and any, any, he said that active management does much better in down markets, which is why he has all of my money in active management. What are your thoughts on his response? That's such a common refrain and defense, uh, you know, cash on the sidelines type argument, but, <laughs> and, uh, I would implore you to go and look at the historical data in down markets and see if that, in fact, uh, is true. And I can definitively assure you that it is, it is not. Uh, the tendency of active managers to outperform in the very beginning of a down market is there uh, simply because they've usually accumulated cash. But then they dramatically underperform as that down market plays out because they're underinvested and they end up chasing the index's ultimate rebound. So go back, look at the data if you're interested, and uh, it's pretty clear. Yeah, so here's what's weird about our, our industry and our peers especially. So one is the, the money management world. So the mutual fund companies and the asset, active asset managers uh, have whole giant sales teams that go out and try to get into offices like ours to, to tell the financial advisors – why their widget's the best and that when we have a down market or in the middle of a down market, that their strategy is going to do much better. And so, so many financial advisors that are feeble-minded agree with that and they say, oh, that well, that makes sense. So we're going to buy that. And and then when the down market happens, that doesn't come true. And But the salesperson's on to the next person that they're taking to lunch. So um, our industry is very uh, driven towards that active money management and down market is going to outperform. Um, 
and they do that because obviously those funds are more profitable because they're more expensive. Uh, the other thing that is a weird phenomenon that I don't understand is that even though our peers and Josh and I, my peers know the truth about indexing, like because the data is really clear that over time indexing beats active money management. I mean, the data couldn't be clearer. Um, and they know that most of them know that they think, well, I won't be adding any value to my client's life if I don't try to pick these winning stock pickers. That, that's what goes on in their mind. And instead of just being intellectually honest and saying, Josh and I, which Josh and I do and say, look, we know that indexing works. We know that most of you could do it yourself. But if you want to hire us to do it for you and help you build an asset allocation, this is how we're going to do it. We still believe that you, if you want to spend some time and uh, have the right sort of fortitude to stay invested, that you can do it yourself. We make no qualms about that. But for some reason, our peers say, no way, I can't do that. I'm not going to be intellectually honest. Uh, active money management, even though the data says otherwise, active money management is the absolute way to go because it'll protect you on the downside. They're just – and so, Jack – your advisor is just being intellectually dishonest. Go and look at the Spiva data and you show it to him, and then he'll have to hopefully tell you the truth. All right, that's our show this week. We appreciate you listening. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. Listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.